Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. What's up, baby? <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> I'm trying something new. I don't want it to be like the same each time, you know? I don't know what to say to that. Well, I, well I you feel- could sing something. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not going to do that. Come on. On the air? A star might be born. <laughs> You're so cruel. Uh, I feel like I'm supposed to say like something like the big bopper would say, you know? The big bopper? Yeah, you know, like from the 50s, like it would be like, you know, ooh, baby, you make me feel all right. Oh, is that like a radio DJ or something? Yeah. And he there was, was a big bopper? Mm-hmm. I don't know about the big bopper. I think it was part of the um, Let's Do the Twist song. And he like went from his radio announcing thing to like having a hit. He was the big bopper. Whoa, weird. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into the big bopper. My parents are old, so, you know, (laughs) my music goes way back. How old are your parents? I believe they're going to be 76 this year. Oh, wow. And mine are like 62 or something. So, wait, 76? So, we've got like a 15-year spread nearly. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, for anybody, you, you say like, hey, I was born in 1970. I was born in like 1985. It's a huge span. Giant. Yeah. Or like me, I was born in 79. And I was born in 80, so I'm really cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. I'm way cooler. I'm like <laughs> 70s man. Uh, well, for my parents, though, they were born in 42 and 43 and, you, you know, during the war and right. your your parents were born... In the 50s. 58 or something. Yeah, 56 and 57. Yeah. That's right. It's a whole different world. It totally is, yeah. So, well, that's good that we learned something about our parents. Finally. (laughs) So, what the the fuck is up? (laughs) Dude, what are we doing? I guess we're just, like, kind of continuing on with the saga. I mean, we're kind of, like, we're getting close to catching up to today. Yeah, I you mean, know. it gets closer every day. Of course, there's a lot of details we left out, you know. Well, names have been changed to protect the innocent. No, they haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've Some, left out, like, a lot of stuff because, you know, if we told everything, it would take 20 years to tell it. Listen, if we told everything, yeah, then what are we going to do for our true crime podcast? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saving the gory details for later. Yeah, keep an ear out for that. That will never happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, I really hope I don't ever have a true crime podcast of any kind because, oh. one, I either would have to experience a true crime or, two, I would have had to research a true crime. And I don't like the idea of either one of those things. That would make it pretty tough to have a true crime podcast. Yeah, I'm out. I guess I'm you out. don't want to be famous. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's really, yeah, that's surprising. Um, Wait yeah. a minute. Are you saying that I'm not going to be famous because of this podcast? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you. But <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sure you will. Okay. okay, thanks. So, yeah, like... Uh, how about we pick it up where we left off? Yeah, man, totally. You just throw it down and I'll pick it up. All right. I believe we left off um, around about maybe 2014. Does that sound right to you? That late? Yeah. Wow. 2014. Yeah. That was, that was a year. That was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was happening? Um. You uh, had gotten, you know, laid off from your job, and we were struggling through all that unemployment. That uh, wasn't 2014, though. That was two, maybe 2013. That's a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just kind of giving you a let's, roundabout. Let's I mean, if you want to, let's get this right. You want to split hairs, like yeah. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Whichever. I don't know. I, I'm not like super accurate on you know, that. I mean, yeah. We don't have to like. Get out the encyclopedia. To I don't check think anybody anything. cares, first of all. <laughs> Except <laughs> no. for us. What year was it when you got laid off? Um, we could check the unemployment records if no. you really want to know. Don't. Okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, I do know this. Like, 
we moved to the Butte house when Morgan turned 12. And, um, and I know that when Morgan Another was, fall move. Yeah. And I know that when Morgan was 14. Um, it's September fall. Yeah. Okay. The equinox is in September. Okay. That's good. Uh, yeah. So Nailed it. Oh, you did? Yeah. September, October, November. Then December is winter, huh? Yeah. That's what they say. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I believe, like, yeah, Morgan being 14 would have been 2014. I think that that's the time when I was, like, creating that collection that I talked about in the last podcast where I was really having a hard time with, like, being able to afford the materials. Uh, yeah. Kind of hitting that rock bottom financial place. Mm. That was like in August. And then. What was the big anecdote from that? It's like, oh, I needed to buy thread, thread and I couldn't buy, I couldn't afford to buy a, a spool of thread. That's right. Oh. And I was too ashamed to ask anyone for thread. <laughs> Please, uh, can I have some thread? <laughs> It's really lame. I have to but sew a skirt. That's the truth, though. The situation. Yeah, I could have asked many people for thread. Well, what a crazy time to come out with a uh, really fancy resort wear um, collection. Yeah, man, it's like you're just like such a fucking contrarian. <laughs> you're just like I'm not going to acknowledge that this this uh, impoverishment exists. Like that doesn't matter, dude. Because we're going to Mykonos or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm going to go on a vacation in my mind, mm-hmm. and I may or may not come back. <laughs> well, you hung around, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, cool. I mean, that really, that's the thing with like uh, being creative or doing some type of art or design. You know, you have an opportunity to create an escape for yourself, and I think that's what I did. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. You think that's what motivates... Uh, like most designers or like I don't know. I mean sometimes designers have a have a need to like do some kind of social commentary or you know like retell a tale from their childhood or something but I think my main inspiration for designing has been around some kind of fantasy life I don't live. You know it really is like a little escape for me. Huh, wow. Yeah, so I guess like when you get that fantasy life, then you'll have to like start doing social commentary or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's when your social commentary podcast will be dropping. I mean, if that happens... 2023. I don't even know what to say about that. Who knows? I mean, I've never experienced it, so I couldn't predict what will happen to me in a, a creative way we'll get back to you on that when we get back from mykonos <laughs> in 2023 i mean the other thing too about that year is i also did a halloween uh costume collection oh yeah man. so i did back-to-back um fantasy collections so i really was trying to escape something which was just my life at that time do you think you like admitted to yourself that that's what you were doing did you know that's what you were doing yeah okay yeah, I don't think you told me about No. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't really receptive to that kind of conversation at the time, as I, I recall. Really, what was I doing? Oh, <sighs> I got... So, yeah, this is where... So, really, like, when I think back on this time, I think back to, like... I think this is, like, the beginning... Like, when you watch the stock market, mm-hmm. like, that little line that tracks the Dow Jones Industrial Average or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. like, you know... And, like, you know, it hits the very bottom and then it starts to come up. Like, around this time, you know, as crazy and as hard as it still was during that time, like, that's when I feel like things, like, started to look up. Yeah, I agree. I do think we kind of hit bottom. That that was really the time. Right. The uh, unemployment Mm -hmm. and the unemployment being delayed Mm -hmm. and, like, waiting on the job stuff and the collections and just not having... Yeah. Enough money to actually buy thread and, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, you know, we had food. We had food. And that's partly because we had help from family. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we were certainly not homeless. We were not, you know, like um, experiencing like really extreme like health issues or something. But we definitely were like 
really struggling, I think, to, um, I think, keep up morale as a family was really hard. Um, we were trying, like, trying to hide our disappointment and despair about the situation with our finances and just, you know, kind of where we were at in life in general. I think mm-hmm. we were kind of trying to hide that from the kids and, you know, kind of just trying to continue on with our routine, like, as much as uh, we could under the circumstances. Yeah, it was just, like, you know, continuing to, like, try to survive. Yeah. You know, the only people we were necessarily hiding that from, like, were the kids because we didn't want them to experience that or, like, you know, be thinking about that all the time or whatever. But, like, I don't know. We just, you know, we, we're kind of, like, we tend to be a little uh, stoic. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, communicating that stuff outwardly, whereas other friends or people might be, like, Oh, social media, yeah. blah, 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 this sucks, and, you know, yeah. no, we didn't do that. We're just, that's not our style. We don't typically tend to put out our, like, personal innermost feelings. Fucking hardcore. Uh, and, like, out into the public sector for discussion. Like, that's just not kind of, like, who we are. I guess no. we're doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the softening. Yeah, I guess. I mean, or just the sort of... um truth telling so i mean i i guess that's kind of part of this process we're just kind of going back and going through some of the stuff that we really just didn't talk about and now we're just kind of talking about it what you know really truly with the hope that we find some kind of um closure from things that happened in the past and also that maybe other people find some kind of uh you know advice or you know maybe insight into something that has to do with their own lives I mean, I hope so. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe a laugh or two, but I mean, that's optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, at least we've had a laugh or two. Oh, hell yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So anyway, like I got, I got a job. Yeah. Like unemployment ended. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a long drawn out process. Mm -hmm. Was, so we were already like doing, like doing jujitsu. Yeah. So, like, that's when I um, tore my meniscus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tore my meniscus doing jiu-jitsu. That was great. You'd actually been doing jiu-jitsu for a few years. Yep. Prior to that. Mm-hmm. And the kids did it with you. Yeah. I don't think it was a positive thing. That was good. Yeah. Um, for all of you. I actually did it for a short period of time just to kind of experience it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It just ended up not being my thing. But, I'd like, yeah. I understood why it was important to you. Yeah, yeah. It was a good workout and stuff, mm-hmm. and I liked it. And um, it wasn't uh, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It was like, you know, a different kind or whatever, where we did a lot of stand-up, you know, throwing type of things, like more like judo. Um, it's downtown route, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I tore my meniscus, uh, I mean, after taking, like, hundreds and hundreds of falls, I guess my my knees, which were already, like, kind of sketchy clicking and catching and things like that. Like I had a bad tear. You had a previous injury well, long before jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. And then it just got aggravated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a strange thing because, you know, you'd really been enjoying martial arts and all that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just kind of like stood up. It wasn't even a like taking a hit or mm-hmm. taking a fall just got up and then your knee locked up and you were just like in massive pain and mm-hmm. it was crazy. Couldn't straighten my leg out, that yeah. type of thing. And yeah. This was also during a time where we did not have insurance. No insurance, uh, no job. Yeah, no job, no insurance. This is a bad combo. <laughs> Still going to jujitsu though. Oh, sure. I mean, when we get into something, it's like all in, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, yeah, so going to the chiropractor, doing this, doing that. So, like, you know, the the prospect of this job that I got, which was for, like, a local government agency, like, um, uh, and getting the insurance and getting the all that, you know, kind of stability that that, like, carries with it was a big, like, uh, motivator to, I guess, get that done or whatever or, like, succeed. Yeah. Because, like, the job I got involved, like, a a serious block of training, like, Mm -hmm. that was really difficult, 
hard, mm-hmm. pretty hardcore. And it wasn't like, it was like a lot less money than yeah. I had been making or that, you know, I, that I had been making at my last thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had been making at the thing before that, like, Oh yeah. You know, way less. Yeah. So and big, to- big hit. On top of that, you know, I mean, like government jobs, they're always looking out for you. They force you to contribute to a 401k. You know, they force you to have life insurance. Oh, a pension. They force you to have union dues. They do all kinds of stuff like that that's um, not really your choice. But, I mean, in the long run, it, it does benefit you. But when you're just trying to buy groceries, pay your rent... That's a lot of money out of your paycheck, and mm-hmm. you weren't really making a whole lot to start with. So it was pretty hard. It was hard to kind of swallow that. It took it seemed like just an eternity to get your first paycheck. Yep. And of course, once you get hired, you don't get any more unemployment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like another stretch of like probably a month, but mm-hmm. it felt like six months. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, oh, I don't yeah. Know. Can we do this? Can I don't know. Do yeah, yeah. It was rough. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think the only thing that saved us was that for me and doing my Etsy business, things picked up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, things picked up for you. Like uh, you used to have this like boom or bust cycle that that coincided with different... uh, Holidays. Fashion holidays, I I guess. Mm -hmm. Like and so Halloween was a big one because you had these um, things that were on your, you know, part of your Etsy that, that... people wore for costumes yeah so i had this always had this crazy october where i would just be inundated with as much work as i could stand and i would just be you know kind of just chained to my sewing machine till october 25th or something and thank goodness that coincided with this process because you had no money coming in so you know and what i had coming in was not much after it was all said and done so yeah it was again just like I'm having a cheese stick for lunch. <laughs> I'm having yeah. one egg for breakfast. You know, like, I mean, it was rations. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, you know, I still I still see this thing as, like, you know, the bottom. And then yep. it, it looking up, like, as hard as, as things could get, like, through that period and yeah. stuff like that. It seems like, and, and you know, as, frankly, as hard as my job was. Yeah, it was hard. It was a hard one. Like, uh, the training was tough. I got through it. I did well because, like, if I decide that I'm going to do something, then I just, like, go for it. You, you know? do it. You can do it. Um, but, you know, like, that's uh, to the detriment of everybody else around me who, who I don't have to deal with professionally. Totally. I'll hold it together for everybody else. But, like, for my family, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you just kind of come home after these days of training and just kind of, like, have nothing left. You know mm-hmm. I mean? You are just totally maxed out. One, I think you're in pain because of your knee. Yeah. And two, I think you were also on the cusp of sort of dealing with some mental health issues that, you know, were kind of coming to, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like a climax. Things you've been dealing with maybe your whole life. And um, at this point, it was just kind of becoming a little bit more obvious that you were having a hard time. And so it was just a combination of stuff. And I'm sure that, you know, low morale and feeling depressed about all the things that happened that year didn't help. (laughs) So it was a tough, unsure year. Like what's going to happen here? What what the hell am I doing? You know, right. A lot of that. And, uh, yeah, but it seems like, so I got, you know, I got through the training. I got the job that I asked for basically after training with a manager that I knew Mm -hmm. who who I knew who was like a really good manager. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, like one of the well, yeah, one of the one of the managers that I've had that like has made an impression on me, yeah, for sure, yeah, like went the extra mile, totally, yeah, yeah really cared about his, uh, his uh, employees and right. like moving them forward, you know, mm-hmm. like that was that was interesting, that mm-hmm. was new, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so and you know, of course, like medical benefits kicked in and stuff yeah. like that so i could like get an mri on my knee get you know go to the doctor try i did physical therapy yeah to no avail right so basically after i believe i mean we got to kind of the end of the year and they said you know you're gonna need surgery and you've got a tear in your meniscus and your knee 
Um, we want to do this in January. You know, I mean, kind of had to wait till like every, all your benefits were in line and this and that. And so we were like, oh, finally, you know, you're going to get this thing fixed. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had to <laughs> finagle uh, lots of different angles to get that, you know, happening. But during this time, like, um, I was really thankful that you had this insurance and you could do this. And, and also the kids finally were insured again. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened to hit during a time where um, I ended up getting really sick and just sick with like, you know, kind of like cold and flu symptoms. But I, uh, I didn't have any insurance, so we didn't, we couldn't afford, you know, insurance for me. And I also didn't qualify for, you know, like medical or partnership insurance. And, um, so I was just kind of hanging out in the wind there as far as insurance goes. And also I couldn't get dental. So if anything went wrong with me, it was just kind of like, you know, try to avoid the doctor at all costs and which I did. And like, um, I got sick at the end of December that year and um, I was sick till the end of March and like <laughs> it was so bad. Like what? I don't remember like pneumonia. I was type coughing. Of yeah. yeah. I was like coughing all the time and I had ear infections and um, I just kind of like couldn't get better, you know? Yeah. It, it was just kind of like one of those things. Well, that's fun. <laughs> so guess what I did? Uh, Did you go to... Mykonos? <laughs> I wish. Going to Mykonos oh. in my mind. When you go to the islands, yeah. you breathe in that warm tropical air. Mm. Cures all of your pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> You're convalescing by the seaside? Oh, I, yes. That is what I needed to do. <laughs> um, uh, no, actually. What um, did you do? I went, I went to the doctor with the kids because they got sick. Oh, and you piggybacked? Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you give me some stuff? And they were like, no. But uh, if you're not better in another month, you know, come back. I was like, okay, well, I still don't have any insurance. So I think I remember drinking a lot of quinine. I was like, I'm going to uh, heal myself with the tonic of the pirates. (laughs) It's the Hunter S. Thompson (laughs) method of, you know, like... (laughs) <laughs> making I mean, sure your your immune system stays. Yeah. So just eat lots of grapefruits or whatever. I did like, that. Yeah, man. Quinine. I, I actually grapefruits. didn't mix it with alcohol. I mean, I was just drinking quinine, yeah. like tonic water. You know. I mean, that for good health. Do shit. No, I know. I was just at the end of my rope. There was like nothing. So I finally decided that the only thing I hadn't tried to do to make myself better was exercise. So although I felt like shit. And I thought my whole life was coming to an end and that I was never going to recover from this poverty and depression. I was like, you know, I'm going to go exercise. Mm-hmm. And, hey, maybe it'll kill me or maybe it'll heal me. I don't, I don't know. But I'm just going to go do that. So first, I started by going to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you. Like doing three hours of jujitsu and you have like bronchitis and an ear infection is like the all time worst <laughs> thing you could ever imagine. It's like yeah, dropping, really you know, dropping, give me 20 push ups. Okay, now take some falls. People are going to throw you on the floor. Okay, great. Now you're going to like, you know, do some somersaults. Oh, that makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. Yeah, in a place with no AC. Well, luckily it was winter. Yeah. I would never work out there in the summer. Anyway, uh, so I was like, and in conjunction, I'm going to start going to the YMCA Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do all the classes that they have to offer. And I can't afford to go, but I will just put it on my credit card and I'll just hope I don't max my credit card out every month Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens. So it was a good move because I actually ended up, um, this is the first time I'd ever gone to a gym in my entire life. Yeah, man. So, um... See, that's how that's how strange it is because, like, I don't even think of you like that. I I just like when I when I think of you or look at you now, I'm just like, oh yeah, Robin has always gone to the gym <laughs> and worked out and stuff like that. Uh, but for quite a long time, you yeah. know, up up until that point in like 2014 or whatever, mm-hmm. like you did not do any exercise. I other just than walked, maybe like going for a walk. Yeah, I'd go here for and a there, walk here and but there, but not like regularly. No. Not like I have my daily walk 
No. It really centered around, can I take the kids for a walk or, you yeah. know, whatever. It was all, it was really all about the kids. Mm-hmm. This is my first attempt at like going to a gym, you know, leaving the kids in the gym somewhere and being like, hope you're okay. I'm going to go work out. So that was new. Yeah. And I didn't trust them one bit. The YMCA or the kids? The kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust either of them. <laughs> Still, yeah. goddamn YMCA. I hear that song and I'm like, <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, <laughs> no, to the YMCA's credit, I think they did everything fine. Okay. So, yeah, um, no, I'm sure they did. Yeah. So I would, I started by going to Zumba. Wait, what does YMCA stand for? The Young Men's Christian Academy or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you started going to Zumba. Yeah. And I about died, you know, first time out. And this is like old ladies in there, you know, shuffling around. And I was like, (laughs) 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 I mean, I was really struggling just with like moving around for a half hour. Like I was in really poor health. Mm. Um, But I, you know, I kept with it. I went every week. I eventually got better. I eventually got rid of my cold. You know, it worked. Like, I got so better. So, it was exercise that finally yeah. got rid of it. So, it's like it made you, like, hack out all the junk in your was, body or something. It was, like, circulation, boosting my immunity, all that stuff, you know? That's so weird. Yeah. So, Dr. Robin says, if you get pneumonia, <laughs> you have it for two months, go do, like, go to the YMCA, drop your kids off. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> do some squats. But this is only if you don't have insurance. Actually, if you have pneumonia, I recommend you get to the ER right away. Okay. Um, I had bronchitis. Oh, you had the croup. Yeah, I had the croup. Yeah. <laughs> the so croup. that was okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no. no biggie. It so could just turn into pneumonia. I actually met um, a person that I actually kind of went into business with there. You know, I kind of turned a corner in my whole like career by going to the YMCA. So it was all a good thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, something like you look, you think like, okay, well, I was an idiot for like putting this on my credit card or something, you know? Sure. Like sure. there's this uh, like uh, negative stigma or like embarrassment sometimes about shit like that. But it's like, okay, well, that turned into eventually this thing. It was good money. It was good money yeah. spent. Yeah. I mean, it was good money, good somebody else's money spent. <laughs> That we, and we, fi- we yeah, fixed it. We're we working, fixed it. You know, hey. Hey. Anyway, who'd you meet? So I met Who's this person? <laughs> Is this, like, you, got, you got some somebody on the side in here? Uh, oh, you mean my, like, girlfriend? <laughs> oh, no. God. No, no. I met, I met a lady who, um, you know, she, like, transformed my health with her class. And uh, her name's Michelle, and she is a bar instructor. And, you know, in our little corner of the world, bar is like a new, amazing uh, revolution. Yeah, nobody you know. goes to the bar here. Not B-A-R-R-E. Oh, oh yeah. No, <laughs> nobody goes there. But lots of people go to the other bar. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, Us included. Oh, sure. Hell yeah. That's part of why I had to go to the B-A-R-R-E. Go to both bars. <laughs> so um yeah she she had like an amazing class and it totally kicked my ass and for the first time since maybe i played tennis in high school i really felt like you know maxed out and felt like um i couldn't think about anything else except getting through that class and that was a nice little mental break for me (laughs) you know because i tend to be the guardian and the gatekeeper of all the people and their problems. Hmm. So this was a nice little relief kind of break for me. And, I, and as time went on, I really came to like count on it for my own sanity. Hmm. And I'm not quite sure how I held it together before that. Because I wouldn't go back to not <laughs> exercising. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really kept me sane through all kinds of things. Yeah, it's funny how like the, you know, stuff like that, like that contrast and how you feel like really... You know, makes you go, what the hell? Yeah. How did I do that before? Yeah. You know, and that was, yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. That was huge for me. Yeah. That changed me for sure. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, something that was, you know, maybe five years ago that feels like just like a totally integrated part of your life and has become, you know, yeah. 
you know, soon after that turned into like a, a business thing that, right. you know, continued to develop too. Yeah. So what's up, what's up with that? So guess what? Michelle's still teaching bar mm-hmm. in her own studio. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm... But wait, she, wait, you were taking this class at the YMCA? Yeah. So she made the leap and went to her own studio and uh, I helped her along the way. And, you know, what started as sort of a trade and sort of this and that. And, oh, I'll make a Facebook post for you here and there. Turned into a full-blown sort of business coaching, marketing, Mm. um, consulting kind of a thing. And, you know, we've grown it to like, you know, stayed in business uh, as a, she's been a solo entrepreneur for like three or four years. And, you know, I think we've got about like 100 members, so. Yeah. Well, how the hell did you learn how to do that? (laughs) What are all these hidden talents that you have that you didn't tell anybody about? Well, you know, trial and error in my own business. I thought you just wanted to be the next Madonna or something like that. God, I do want to be the next Madonna. Don't you understand what this what this is all about? You're a fucking business consultant? <laughs> you do marketing? Is what that, the hell, dude? Madonna doesn't do that shit. Yeah, she does. She's got like five of her own businesses. Get out of town. Oh, man. She dances and sings. And I would say i'm in that order too yeah i would too <laughs> that's why i like her so much because she's, she's not a very good singer yeah and uh, neither am i so you know you you gotta like make it work shake shake what your mama gave you you know what i mean yeah man as tim gunn would say <laughs> yeah so this i mean so in that respect uh, for health and business and me kind of like exploring other options outside of fashion design and just hustling up, you know, Etsy orders uh, that felt like a positive change at that time. Although I don't think I was really necessarily bringing in dollars on that. It just was like something that I was like, okay, I can do that. Like, I feel like I feel confident. I think feeling confident was like half the battle. And then for you to have this job where you were like, okay, you know, this is pretty much a sure thing and yep. I'm starting to make some progress. I'm going to have a path to move forward. Path. Yeah. We got a plan here. I have a manager who is, you know, wants to push my career in this organization yeah. or whatever forward. He was looking out for your best interest, I yeah. think, you know, mm-hmm. and that was nice. And he was kind of like a mentor and I don't think you'd actually had a mentor up to that point that was really reliable and you could trust them. And I was really thankful for that because, you know, like, I don't know, in a way I feel like you've kind of been worked up and down as far as uh, business stuff is concerned Mm. for a variety of reasons. I'm not saying that's your fault. It's just the circumstances you kind of found yourself in. And that always really pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) But I like to pick fights with people that, you know, like. Cool man, don't do my babe wrong. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do my <laughs> okay. babe, yeah. Don't do me like that, yeah. Don't, <laughs> or my babe, <laughs> I have something to say about it, yeah, man. So, um, but you got the knee surgery, god, that was crazy though. So, let's just get into that a little bit because I think that that kind of, um, maybe you don't remember it this way, but it really kind of, oh, yeah, that was no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of kicked off a, um, Oh, a mental health episode that sort of lasted about a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you freaked out. <laughs> you completely lost it. You couldn't keep that shit together, right? Is that what happened? That's no, what I'm happened. just joking. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, getting the knee surgery and being laid up and, the, you know, whatever, dude. It's such a, like, Well, surgery is a traumatic no, thing. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's weak. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can say that, like, childbirth, although it's not surgery, is similar. And, like, you have to have a recovery time. And, like, you, I think you underestimated it a little bit. And, like, yeah, you know. But, you know, but also, like, not being able to do certain things, like, really, again, or whatever. Like, or not feeling like you could. Like, Was feeling like, up to it. Yeah, like, skiing. Sure. Yeah, skiing, yeah. doing jujitsu. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that. Like yeah. I tried. Yeah, I did that. You know. Right. But you know, I mean, that's all because of not like really prioritizing making my body work again or something like yeah. that. You know, like not really like going to that length to be like, hey, no, I want to be able to like 
completely bend my knee all the way and mm, like you sure. know, do this and that, you know, specific things and stuff like, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. If I would have made a big enough stink, then that would have probably happened. But, you know, you got to, you got to take your time on this shit. You don't, yeah. don't want to rush. Oh no. Getting better, man. You could, you could, you should stay down there in that <laughs> for a while. Milk that shit, man. Woo. So, you know, like, I, I didn't mind being your caretaker and, you know, like, kind of helping you through this process. It, You know, you had to go back to work after, you know, a week or two and you had to be on crutches and, you know, you had to drive a stick shift with a bum knee and all kinds of crap. I mean, and you got better and your knee got better and it was all worth it. And like, you definitely improved as far as like your body goes. Like after that you had finally had the freedom of being like mobile again, Mm. you know, but also in, in the process you lost the strength and you lost like muscle tone. And, you know, there was some physical therapy that went into this process, but not enough. And so like, I started to realize that you were really struggling with all of these things. These physical things were really kind of affecting you mentally, which totally makes sense. And I mean that plus just the whole, the weight of the last five or six yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. Just like, you know, it was all just crap. a lot, but you know, I didn't realize that at the time I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. No. Right. But you know how like, you know, back, so back to the, like the, the Dow Jones industrial line, mm-hmm thing like so if you're thinking about your life and you're trying to track it with that line or whatever and then a lot of the time like you feel like oh it's just going basically essentially sideways Mm -hmm. and then you zoom out and you look at that thing like five years later and you see that well i mean it's felt to you like it was going sideways at that time but it was actually like trending up right up 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 or whatever like and so now with that perspective you can see that Mm -hmm. like that's actually what was happening yeah i agree you know well i mean just the fact that you were able to uh kind of overcome the surgery interruption in your life and continue with your job and you know it's sensitive type of guy you are totally sensitive i mean like that's just part of who you are that's not bad we're all sensitive people it's so much to give (laughs) you know what it's only bad when you think you shouldn't be sensitive which is pretty much what you thought right i mean i don't think i I don't know if i thought that necessarily i mean i felt like you were just like this is weak i should just be the man Weak ass shit. Yeah. Why am I being such a bitch about this? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Look at that. Look at that. Nobody can see those waves except for you. <laughs> so uh during this time, we had a like a lot of major upheaval with Morgan as far as behavior and you know, defiance and just all these problems. And so this was the year that um, we went through the process of getting Morgan uh, diagnosed with ADHD. And that was a hard process. Um, I'm thankful they had insurance and could even go through the process, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, We started therapy uh, with Morgan, you Mm -hmm. know, doing some, you know, just some basic kind of sessions. Um, Right, some sessions just him yeah just him. family sessions we did some family we and did then a that, few like spun off into sessions for me yeah yeah so i did a lot of research i really tried to educate myself as a parent and in the process i realized that you know you were experiencing some of the same difficulties which makes a lot of sense because you know there's some heredity stuff and genetics that kind of play into those things so i finally kind of like presented all this to you and kind of said like, you know, I think that it might help you to look into this and maybe, you know, go and try therapy and see if you feel better. And you were open to it, which I was thankful for. And the first therapist. So was I really me- uh, like, Oh, the first therapist was terrible in my opinion. Oh, I thought about that. <laughs> I f- no, I thought of, I forgot about that. Oh, you forgot about it. Yeah. 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 So here, here's a little, just on a side note, you know, 
like if you're considering therapy, make sure you know who your therapist is and what their agenda is because there's a lot of like therapists in the world that, you know, maybe they're really conservative or maybe they're really Christian or maybe they're some other background that that precludes them from giving you the best scientific mental health treatment you can receive. Mm. So if the first person that you go to kind of makes you feel like not so great or that you're somehow doing something wrong because you're not part of their religion, you may want to seek another counselor. I don't think that was this that, that was the case with that. You don't? What do you think? <laughs> you obviously think that that was the case. Completely. Oh, uh, 100%. Okay. But what do you think? I mean. I don't know. I, I think, um, I mean, I think like that, I think that I just like was like, okay. I mean, I think it was a good first experience. It was like a, a, a starter. Yeah. A starter therapist. It wasn't like traumatic or something or terrible. I just no. don't think it was very helpful. But I, start, I stopped going, right? Yeah, you stopped going. That's Why? what I'm saying. <laughs> you stopped going on your own accord. It wasn't because oh, was of me. Like, I'm done. Well, you were just like, I'm not getting anything out of this. This uh, isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then no, I that said, makes sense. and then I said, like, well, what are you doing in therapy? And then you, you know, kind of explained it. And then you shared this book that the counselor had given to you as sort of a, like, a tool for understanding like the steps of the therapy you're gonna do. And it was like, you know. <laughs> it was like it was out religious? of the Bible. I mean, yeah. So did I was I in a cult for a minute? No. Okay. I I was thinking about moving to Oregon though, right? Oh, aren't you always? <laughs> 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 I mean Rajneeshi. <laughs> it wasn't Is that bad. You? It wasn't that bad, okay? <laughs> I just was like, okay, hey, wait a minute. There's some ulterior motives here. Bug one? <laughs> Bhagwan? Well, I mean, ironically, when you went to the next therapist, mm -hmm. he was just as conservative and just as Christian uh, on his own personal level, but the counseling facility was not. I will say, though, that when Morgan asked some questions about, let's say, sexual, you know, like stuff, mm -hmm. uh, this counselor gave Morgan a card that was like a like link to a website that's all about conversion therapy, uh, you know, Christianity based, like, you know, morality. Uh, that was not very helpful. <laughs> Aside from that, that therapist was very helpful. <laughs> I, I really that liked was him. like, Oh man, I really liked him. kind of a heartbreaker in a way. It was a heartbreaker. Cause it's like, yeah. Well, you're so capable of helping yes. certain people through this yep. or that, but not but certain not, people. Not if you're too weird. If you're too weird, man, <laughs> you you gotta you, you gotta find some different people. You go to another therapist. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a bummer. But I liked him. He was oh, great. He had good intentions. I think he helped you. I got I got a lot out of that experience yeah. of, of doing that, and so you yeah. Know, when you know when I finally like embraced it and wasn't like oh, fucking. Ugh. Like, <laughs> You know, just like going because I, you know, like you wanted me to go or whatever. Like there was a little bit of that. I did want you to go. I was desperate. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, a little, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of bit of that and that's, that's great. But there was a little bit of me just going because, oh, you're, because you'd be like, I uh, wanted you to, cause yeah, I'd be like, mad if you didn't go. You're fucking, you're, you're, you're being an asshole. Like, can you make an appointment? That's fair. With the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. I, I was saying that. Yeah, you were reluctant to go. I think you just didn't feel helped, you know, for a while. So so in this process, what, what was it you thought was helpful? Like w when it's all said and done, like doing therapy and stuff, like did you learn something about yourself? Did you feel like getting diagnosed with certain things was helpful? Like what was it about it that you thought was positive? Hmm. Um, I guess just like, uh, you know, like, uh, talking with somebody like a, a, a neutral third party mm -hmm. person who was not going to judge you for yeah. this or that, that, that 
I mean, I'll just, you know, use my I statements that I wasn't going to be judged for like, you know, um, what I, what I was saying or what I was mm-hmm. feeling or whatever. Yeah. But I think like the recognition and the ex, you know, the realization that like, uh, you know, that, you know, maybe I, it wasn't all my fault the way I was mm-hmm. acting or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. The way I was behaving, like, but you know, it's still like up to me to, sure. to, to like take action to fix it or improve yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Um, that was a big thing because, you know, like I'm very hard on myself. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's, you know, it was helpful for somebody to be like, well, hey, maybe this is like an idea as we're talking about the story of why you, you know, act this way mm-hmm. or feel this way about this thing and stuff. And so it's like, you know, as you explore that stuff and as you talk about it with somebody, you, you it helps you remember that or recognize that more in the moment when you're totally fucking up <laughs> or whatever. You, you know, you're doing something that's like, you know, uh, shitty. Yeah. And, and you're sometimes, like, oh, wait, uh, this is why I'm doing that. Yeah. And like, I can just stop. Like, it's really up to I can I can just stop doing that right now. I think it's also like something where you realize there's certain things out of my control. And and I, I have to like recognize that I'm not responsible for every second of my life where I have these things that, you know, cause me to struggle super hard. And other people don't necessarily experience that. And that's like something that's a part of my, you know, my chemical makeup or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I I think the biggest thing through all of this that I think was um, the most challenging was you maybe becoming like more open to the idea of, you know, taking any kind of medication or doing anything more than just talking about mental health issues. I think you had a stigma uh, about medication and, and doctors in general and things. And I think you overcame it, which I think was like, I mean, watching that happen, I thought was, you know, like a, a really positive kind of powerful step, uh, for you, but for both of us, I mean, like, you know, and then also kind of going through that process with Morgan as well. Yeah. So we all kind of ended up kind of doing it together, mm-hmm. you know, and we also went to therapy, you know, as a couple, Mm-hmm. A few times as to, a couple, yeah. as a family, like as a did, family, yeah, a few times, yeah. And uh, you know, Charlie struggles with misophonia, which for those of you that haven't ever heard of that, is its own special little mental health issue. You can Google it later. But um, I think the other thing that I realized in this whole process was like one, <laughs> this whole time that we've you know been together we've had children we've gone through all of these really kind of hard life events um this was sort of an opportunity for me to understand that like oh wow this is really hard it's harder than it is for other people that don't struggle with mental health issues um i am you know sort of the caretaker and you know i'm the person that's really kind of um responsible for you know you and the children and 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 kind of just trying to be as much as a positive force uh in changing this dynamic and and like kind of i don't know maybe like walking forward into a new way of thinking about this stuff and hope and hoping to also be the advocate for everybody through this process and I mean, yeah, I gotta kind of like fight with doctors and fight with nurses and fight with the insurance company. And I just kind of took that on because I was like, I want it, I want this to work for everybody. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you've heard the Beatles song, Dr. Robin. <laughs> is that, wait, is that a song? <laughs> no. <laughs> what song is that? Did they say Dr. That Robert in? or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Dr. Robert. Yeah, because I don't think there were female doctors in the 1960s. Or Seriously? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Maybe PhDs, man. Oh, I don't know about yeah. MDs. Yeah. No, I'm sure there were. I'm just joking. But, uh, uh, yeah, the doctor was in. 
Dr. I mean, Robert, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> I mean, let me just put it this way. Doctors don't like to see me coming. I'm really going to grill them and like make sure they do all the stuff they're supposed to do. They don't like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey. You Some know, of them are fine with it. The good, the good yeah, ones, the good are, fine ones are, are fine with it. But it's like, hey, your patient's my husband. Hey, your patient's my kid. So yeah. guess what? You're going to do the, your best job today. <laughs> yeah. You know, and but on the flip side, I realized that um, I I was really kind of having a hard time being that person all the time. That was taking a toll on me. I remember one therapy session that we had together. I remember the therapist said to us, like, so what do you want? You know, like, what's the end game? Like, if you if you go through, you know, all these different, you know, like therapies and processes, what do you hope will happen at the end? And this I, was a question posed specifically to you. Yeah. And I said, well, I hope that we'll be equal players on the same team. So I think it's ironic that we're on team babe. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man, think we the f- are. The foundations were laid, man. I like think we're a, much more at equal. That early stage. Equal partners. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, there's like been a huge evolution that's occurred. Yeah. You know, and like that, the the whole, you know, that's why you wouldn't go back and change anything, even if you could, but you couldn't because you would make the same exact decisions again. Yeah. Um, but even if you could, you wouldn't because it's like, well. You have to learn those lessons. You got to get, you got to get from there to here yeah. somehow. And that's just how it fucking happens. And sometimes it's hard. Yeah. And there's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just go through the hard and you get better. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's still, it's not like you're ever really done getting better. It's not like you just. Oh, no, I'm perfect now. Don't you? Don't you? Hurt? I'm feeling great. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> you can stop now. You can stop taking care of yourself. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Well, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> it's a good thing you mentioned that too, because I did like two days ago. Oh, stop taking care of myself. I was going to tell you, it's Sunday. Oh, we're in the, we're in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Well, thanks for all the warning. Yeah. Uh, sorry to spring this on you. So tomorrow, can I expect some you real to, like, Jerry Springer shit here? Yeah, you're gonna like completely freak out tomorrow. <laughs> Make an appointment with my therapist. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, like a lot of good things uh, started happening that year that seemed like awful things at the time, but were good things. Yeah. And that you know helped uh, improve the trajectory greatly. Mm-hmm. And like I, I mean, one huge thing that happened that year in that that fall uh, was uh, finally finding a method of like taking care of our money mm-hmm. that actually started like improving our, you know, day to day money existence and For stuff. Sure. And that was, that was huge too, because up until that point I'd been a completely irresponsible dickhead or whatever <laughs> <laughs> with money and our money and whatever, you know, like we, like it's just a miracle that, you know, that we made it financial made yeah. it through things financially or whatever. Like, I mean, some things like, you know, it was obvious what I had to do, but other things it was just like, I'm just on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm for on sure. My own thing. So anyway, like we, f- we found a, a method of taking care of our money of, of budgeting that proved to be like extremely powerfully helpful for like turning our finances around. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which was like huge. Yeah. And then also turned into, uh, you know, later in a couple of years, spoiler alert, turned into like a new profession. Yeah. And I have to say that the other thing I think that made it successful or made a difference in our lives is that I finally put my foot down and I was like, hey, dude, you know, you want to do a new kind of financial tracking software budgeting system. That's great. But you're going to have to do it because I'm maxed out. Yeah. And I, that you was know, legit. You totally were I was, maxed out. Like because I'd been paying the bills, doing the taxes taking care of my business stuff and really you'd been kind of absent on the financial 
you know, scope of things for the most part, unless it was something big. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just tracking all this stuff in my head all the time and I can't do this anymore, you know? And you're like, okay, so I have to like pay the bills. And I was like, yeah, you have to just take the whole thing over. Like I'm done. Yeah. And so that that was big. That was huge. And that was like probably one of the best things that Mm -hmm. ever happened to us. Honestly, I would say. I agree. Like, uh, no shit. That's one of the best things because like up until that point, you know, I, you know, like I was just basically doing whatever I wanted essentially. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that would be like moderated by the fact that, uh, I knew I would get in, like get in trouble <laughs> or that you would be mad at me if I did something like that was really outlandishly foolish. Sure. You know, but like still I could, I, every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I'd buy a new bike or something like that. Sure. I mean, not during this time, but no. like in the past. No. Yeah. You know. You were an irresponsible spender when we had money. Mm-hmm. When we were poor, I mean, you were much more conservative. You were really trying to make sure we were surviving. I mean, we were on the same page there. Yeah. But there really was no plan. And it wasn't. There was no plan. You were not like, gosh, what should we do next month? Or what should we do to improve our finances? I mean, it was just more about like, here's my paycheck. I don't know. Yeah. Buy a pack of beer. And so, I mean, you know, <laughs> we all like to, like, talk shit about, uh, you know, like, marketing. Well, I guess you don't. No, I love it. You're a fucking marketer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you, you're not going to talk shit about it. But, like, uh, you know, like, sales letters and emails and ads and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that sucks, blah, blah, blah. But, like, sometimes you find stuff, and I have found stuff. You know, in that, that has made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. And this is one of those things. And so anyway, like, we started to get control of our money. Right. Even though it was just a very little amount of money. Totally. We did finally get a a handle on it and have a plan. Yeah. If you don't set your priorities for your money, like, they're going to be set. By something else. By somebody else. (laughs) Like, it's set by the the way the wind is blowing totally it's set by oh shit like you like oh you got a flat tire or something like that life's over now your priority is this and it's taken away from other things you won't eat you won't buy groceries this week because your tire was flat or you'll yeah incur debt yeah so like this was really the reason that then i I say incur debt did you mean accrue (laughs) incur I won't, you know what? I won't tell the grammar police, even though you're on the squad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, like, we can get like an officer to officer, yeah. some sort of like mutual respect situation going where they're just like, okay, we'll let it go this one get time. Get a pardon, okay? God, I'm going to kill myself. We can, we can erase that from this recording <laughs> if you like. No, this stays in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to punish myself. I mean, we are telling the truth here. So you do make mistakes. That is the truth. No, I make all kinds of them, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so kick me off the force. Uh, yeah. Commissioner. I don't want to be on the grammar police force. Yeah, so um, I think it was not too long after this whole you know thing. Maybe it was like early the next year that we kind of were like, oh, hey. You know, this place we've been living where, like, we don't have a dishwasher and we don't have a yard and we don't have a garage and we have four people sharing one bathroom and um, every person on the earth that gets out of jail walks by our house and, you know, hey, we could maybe afford something just slightly better. And so we started, like, this process of being like, all right, let's figure that out because, this quality of life that we're living here, although we're thankful for the fact that we're not homeless and that we have a roof over our head and lots of things people don't have that, you know, are in more dire straits. Like we know we want to improve it. This is not our end game. So like, I think that the fact that we had like, uh, like a little bit of a plan and a little bit of money, we could kind of like work towards it. What's so funny. What's so funny about that? (laughs) No, it's good. No, you have to say it now. <laughs> you said like Dire Straits, and all I could think of was like Dire, the band Dire Straits. Oh, right. And then right. you said, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. Endgame? Oh, Endgame. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the I'm Avengers Endgame. 
Sponsored then, by Marvel. And then uh, there was uh, Star War. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> that was you. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. sorry. We're not sponsored by Dire Straits or Marvel, but hey, <laughs> if you're interested, let us know. No, yeah, you can find out where to watch those <laughs> <laughs> online <laughs> uh, or listen to them. Yeah. Because Dire Straits isn't a movie. Uh, oh, that's my, not? I'm going to make a movie. Dire Straits. It's a sailing movie. How about, what, what would you say with dire? A dire situation. Yeah. No, the straits are dire. Okay. Yeah, man. Like it works. Like the Straits of Gibraltar? Yeah, maybe. Or Dyer? Maybe that's where it's set. <laughs> that's where this tale is set. In the yeah. Straits of Gibraltar. <laughs> it's a real, like, fucking Casablanca type maybe, of sitch. Maybe you can think about the place where we lived as sort of um, being surrounded by a moat, but the moat was actually made out of pavement. And it was called... Oh, and uh, transients. Yeah, it was called Butte Street. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, so back on track. Jeez, babe. Way to get off track. Yeah, man. No, you keep this thing on rails. Need a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a producer in the room? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it wasn't that long until we moved, right? Maybe six months, nine months. Like we finally kind of got it together and, and got out of there. And uh, we moved to the house that we live in now. I mean, it's two blocks from the old house. Okay. But it's a significant it's step up. A significant lifestyle improvement. I mean, there is a dishwasher and there is a garage and there's a yard and there's no dog in that yard, <laughs> which improves the yard 1000%. What because, time of year did we know, move? Fall. <laughs> it was September, October. <laughs> Do you think next time we move, we could be like. <laughs> We could plan it so that it doesn't occur in the fall. We are going to plan it. Okay. Okay. It's going to be in the summer. So talk to me about the, oh, it's going to be in the summer. Okay. Yeah. So if we miss it, it, like, so, okay, let's, let's like role play this okay. thing. Okay. Alrighty. So, okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, it's, it's 2000 something like it. 2020. Okay. I'm thinking about moving. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like, it's uh, August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, am I? Do I stay here? No, you move. Uh, but it's <laughs> summer, right? That's when we're supposed to uh, move. Oh, okay. So, that, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> rewind that thirty okay. seconds back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So it's uh, October. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> You have to wait. Oh. You have to wait until the following summer. See, that's what, you know. So why? So let me ask you this. That's the conspiracy, man. Okay, okay, let me ask yeah, you this. Let me put on my tinfoil hat and like, okay. I mean, we do live in the state of Jefferson, right? Oh. So let me ask you, you this. you tinfoil hat when you are born. Register to vote. So like. What uh, what would the reason be for you to not move in the fall? Uh, because we've moved in the fall every other time. <laughs> and we wouldn't want to continue Question the tradition. Mark? We, we wouldn't want to we repeat? Have, we have moved in the fall every other time. Is it every time? There's one time it was not. When was it? When we moved to the Victor house. And we moved there. In May. That's the spring. That's correct. How many times have we moved? 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Seriously? Yeah, for real. Oh, I wow. I mean, in the time we've been together? Yeah. 14 times. <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> we've moved 14 times, and all of them have been in the fall. So let me ask you this, babe. When you were a kid, how many times did you move? Zero. I guess how many times I moved. Actually, one, but I don't remember because I was. That doesn't count. You were like a baby. Okay. Guess how many times I moved when I was a kid. That's not fair for me to guess because I know. How about you guess? It was zero. Is there something to this? Is there something to like being stuck in one house your whole life that makes you like want to move a thousand times? 
<laughs> do I feel like I ever wanted to move a thousand times? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like moving is so crazy. It like, is. So, <sighs> dude. I know. We we agreed when we moved to this house, we would stop this madness. And we did. We haven't moved. Oh, man. Stand put as long as we can until it's time to move. Away. And then that's going to be a move move. And that's going to be moving. And it's not going to be away. in the fall. Okay. So here's my plan. Guess what? It's going to be in oh. July. Am I hearing this just now? Yeah. I'm making a proclamation. Well, July is in a couple weeks. No, next July. <laughs> okay. Mark it on your calendars, folks. <laughs> We'll document it for you. You want to know. Well, we pack up boxes. Next July, apparently. We'll, we'll like, turn the recorder on, and we'll just be, like, let it run in the background, and then you'll hear, like, tape. I hope it all works out. Boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do, too, after all this. I mean, don't you think that that would be the next logical thing to do? (laughs) No. I've never never done the logical thing (laughs) in my life. Did you hear those crickets? Chirp, chirp. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I did. I just yeah. There's hesitation. <laughs> we might have God. to. We might have to talk about this in I'm another gonna episode. My, I'm going to call my therapist. Please. Okay, I'm getting on my therapist's uh, mobile app. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Robert. I mean Robin. I the doctor is in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my pod therapist. I'm Dr. Robin, and I'm listening. You should have been a fucking doctor, man. <laughs> it's not too late. You never know. Yeah. Might go back to med school. I mean, go to med school. I go back to med school. Yeah. I took a little break. <laughs> back, wow. back to med school now. I really do live in, in a bubble, don't I? Charmed, man. Just got that charmed life. I know I've lived like a princess my whole life Mm -hmm. That's right Been treated like a princess my whole life Well I mean I hope to someday Be able to treat you like a princess Please don't (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it Just treat me like you know One of your dude friends And we'll be good Oh so like right now yeah, like the way we've been doing it for the, the last way I always do it. Twenty two years. Yeah. Years that married works. and twenty two. That yeah. works for me, I think. All right. Okay. Well, I love you, babe. Love you too, babe.